0: Welcome to AM Best Audio. We're here in Monte Carlo for the Rendezvous de Septembre. For AM Best TV, I'm Richard Banks, and I'm joined today by Stephen Catlin, the chairman of Convex, and by Paul Brand, who's the chief executive of Convex. Gentlemen, welcome. Hi there. So the last time that we got together here in Monte Carlo uh, in person, Convex was a very young company. How's the reception been different this time?
1: Well, it's quite early in the conference so far, but. Um You're absolutely right. Um, Last conference that was here, Convex was about four months old. um, And we were very much explaining what our pitch was and what we were doing. Uh, This time, we don't have to do that. Um, And uh, I think we've been very fortunate over the last three years as to how we've been accepted by the marketplace.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there was... A lot of support back in twenty nineteen, but also probably a little bit of skepticism, you know, why is now a good time for another carrier to come to the marketplace? You know, what are you going to do? How are you going to be different? Whereas, you know, we roll forward three years and Convex is very well established. Yeah, you know, we're definitely part of the fabric of the market today.
0: And it's a very different operating environment now than it was three years ago, even from it than it was a year ago. What are the lessons do you think that we can learn from the last three years or so?
1: Well, I mean, the challenge of COVID-19 and virtual meetings, um, I think the industry got through it remarkably well, but that's all we did was get through it. I mean, for Convex, we had to employ 250 people virtually, which is a a new and unwanted experience, (laughs) frankly. We found that we are so much better in the same room together. it's much easier to be collegiate, it's easy to have fun, which is important, and it's easy to have constructive conversations.
2: I mean, the interesting thing about the industry is everything's always changing all of the time, and yet, in lots of ways, the fundamentals don't change. And yeah, being able to think about risk and reflect on downside uh, uh, risk events and really just manage your way through, you know, that volatility, I think, is the yeah, the key lesson to take away from this recent period.
0: So given the the challenges, uh, economic challenges that the world is facing, Convex is a a new company that presents some opportunities and some challenges. Can you talk a little bit about what they are?
1: Well, look, we're extremely blessed to have started when we did. Now, I think we claim a certain amount of foresight in terms of looking at the casualty market and where the market and the industry was going overall. Clearly, nobody thought about COVID-19. Now, we'd only been writing direct business from January before the lockdown. So our exposure to COVID-19 on the direct side is de minimis. We're exposed on the reinsurance side. But it is a real privilege to be in this market today with a clean balance sheet. And a lot of people say, God, I wish we could do what you do. And I said, well, um, we got very lucky.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I think, I mean, challenge is always you know, building the team, building the culture, because um, that's the most important thing to get right for company. Um, I mean, the opportunities as Stephen alluded to, you know, because we don't really have a legacy, because we've got a clean balance sheet, we're really looking forward. We're not we're not sort of scrambled up and sort of fixing yesterday's problems. And I think you know, that is a drag on a lot of our competitors that we don't have.
0: Yeah, along those lines, people are starting to talk now about a genuine hard market. Now you, you will have your thoughts on that, but um, a lot of people won't have experienced a hard market, a genuine hard market, you guys you guys have. What are the surprises? Well, yeah,
1: it is, that is true, but a lot of people haven't experienced inflation or sort of interest rates which are real rather than non-existent yeah. for the last 20 years. So, I mean, we notice in our firm that um, many of our colleagues haven't experienced a hard market. Some have, very few experienced the 70s, because um, I'm the old fart in our company, and I, 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 I did experience that. Um, and I think we do have a whole string of challenges, and in the UK, this last week has been, um, in itself, challenging for obvious reasons. Um, we're spending time explaining to our colleagues um, what they're in for, how we have to behave, and how we have to treat brokers and how we have to treat clients and then we're spending time with brokers um explain to them look we are in a changing environment and there's no point in pretending it isn't changing but it is so how do you explain to the client why it's changing and how it's changing
0: and how's that message received by by brokers and by clients
2: well I I think it, as Stephen said it's, it's all about Telling people actually what's going on and why things need to change and why um, yeah you can look at the shareholders' view of the industry and it's yeah you know, it's not that healthy at the moment yeah there's an awful lot of companies that are trading at book or less than book or struggling with sales processes or. Or various other things so I think the need to change is, is obvious but you should never lose sight of the long term and you know, we might be going into a hard market but at some point in time we're going to go into a soft market again and yeah you know, and how you've dealt with clients through the entirety of that process will be important
1: we helped ourselves actually by doing the second capital raise within 18 months of the first so we got 3.2 billion dollars uh, and to get that out of the way, um, because we knew we had to do it at some point. And I've always worked on the basis of Bird in the was 2 in the Bush to actually get it done. And now having all our focus on the future has in itself been immensely useful. And frankly, it's a magnet. I mean, the size of our startup is the biggest in the world ever. And we're very fortunate to achieve that. Now we've got to make damn certain we make the best use of it.
0: So you, you talked about your capital raise there. It's, a, it's an interesting question. How, what's the, the attitude of uh, the investor community now towards
1: the insurance industry, do you think? Oh, it's, it's, well, we did the second raise by the end of 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, end of 2020. I think a year later, um, it, the stance of investors had changed quite a lot. Um, we've had a couple of conversations this morning with people about, you know, it is actually important for the industry that investors start to believe again in the PNC business. At the moment, some are losing faith completely. And and you can understand why in terms of the results.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, the investors, they don't like things if, if they're not explained to them uh, correctly. Um, and so they've seen more volatility than they expected to see. I think when... We went through a benign period of losses, um, you know, probably ending in you know, 2016. Um, then you know, actually people weren't really explaining, well, actually we'd be lucky as well as skillful during this period. Um, and now uh, it's much harder to um, to persuade people that you know the negative volatility they're seeing is uh, something that the industry really has its its arms around now that will change and that will be, and that will change if the industry actually starts to perform better learn the lessons that it you know should take away from the uh, recent past and actually yeah you know, adapt to uh the future
0: well, let's let's talk about the future you guys have uh, have been at the forefront of innovation in the insurance industry now there's a, a- criticism of the insurance industry that's leveled at it, that it's always trying to solve the last problem. How does it get on the front foot and what, what have you guys got in mind?
1: The industry historically has been very reactionary and hasn't been proactive. It's extremely difficult to be proactive in this industry, unless other people around you are doing the same thing. But, but we have got challenges now that we haven't seen before, um, quite apart from inflation, raising rising of interest rates. Then we've got The aftermath of COVID-19. I mean, the one good thing about COVID-19, there's not much good about it, is I think the world understands systemic risk in a way it didn't beforehand. And the world understands that ultimately, governments are the last port of call. And governments will step in, in that type of environment because they have no choice but so to do. Now, I think one of the things we need to do going forward prospectively is try and deal with some of these issues ahead of time. So, for example, as you know, Paul Ree um, has been in existence since 2003 <coughs> and has been a very successful public-private relationship in the UK. <coughs> TRIA, likewise in the States, they have to be different with the different jurisdictions. But I certainly, for one, would like us to start thinking about the future, recognizing we've got systemic risk, pandemic, cyber, not yet but coming climate risk, to name but three.
0: And are those those areas of, of business that perhaps ripe for government intervention?
1: I don't like the word intervention. I prefer the word partnership, because the solution here is public private partnership. So we're honest with government about we's, what we's an we can do and how much capital we can deploy, and they're in they're honest with us as to what they can do. I, I'm a firm believer that we can be first loss for these situations, for governments. I'm a firm believer that the insurance industry understands risk, risk mitigation, risk aggregation better than any other industry. Um, and we should be working with governments on the way through. The tr- trouble is, governments are, have their people who run governments often are only there for five years, so trying to get a politician think out 10, 15, 20, 25 years is exceptionally difficult and it's a sort of flaw of a democratic society.
0: That's probably not one that we're going to solve around the table in Monte Carlo, but gentlemen, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much indeed for your time.
1: Thank you Thank Richard. you so much. Thank you Richard.
0: For AMS TV, I'm Richard Banks.